Remind me to bring up how horseshit Costa shows. We're already on there. Oh shit! Fuck. Fuck. We don't start over, so I'm not starting over. We don't. My god, that show's shit. I swear to God. Like, do they even fucking try over there anymore? Dude, I feel that way about a lot of shows. The Costa show is horseshit, man, and I love Mike. It's not even called the Costa show. Well, good for Mike. You're putting the whole thing on Mike. You tell me Mike's the problem. It has nothing to do with Steve. Dave, it's 5 o'clock in the fucking afternoon on a Monday, right? I mean, you had a fleet game. You got a new quarterback coming to town. People are buzzing. Okay, so well, let's stop right there because I just got here, basically. I was coaching a high school baseball game. So who's the new quarterback? Because I know who the new quarterback is. Do you? I do. Do you know who? Do you know the story? Or, or I thought maybe I had breaking news tonight. Uh, yeah, I do know. It's The new quarterback is Riley Richards, and they found him. He was fucking, it's an incredible story. He was driving a pedicab uh, downtown, and the guy's only got three fucking toes. Riley Richards. Guy came. Uh, he grew up on. Uh, he grew up in Portugal, and he had never thrown a football until he was 29 <laughs> years old. Oh, how the fuck would I know who the quarterback is? Some guy driving around Riley Richards is like, what? No, no I got signed. No, did you know that the fleet are looking at a new quarterback? Yeah, is, that, I, is that news? Okay, I didn't know if it was news yet. Yeah, no, because uh, Phil Nelson got hurt. Okay, but do you know who the quarterback is? No, it's Johnny Manziel. Shut up. I swear to you, it's Johnny Manziel. How do you know this? Because Johnny Manziel was at a restaurant um, tonight drinking alcohol and <laughs> told a, a guy that's best friends with my son that said, I'm in town. I'm trying out to, for the, be the new quarterback for the fleet. Dude, no, I tell you what, if you're right on that, and I'm I hope telling you right, right now, I'm 100% right. I'm I just, in. I just found out an hour ago. I didn't know if the rest of San Diego knew or not because I haven't looked at anything. No, I haven't seen anything either. Been okay. out, yeah, uh, it's, John, it's Johnny Manziel. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, serious. <laughs> there you go. There's your breaking news. Um, so here's the deal. Would you go see the yes. fleet game? Of, I think I would go too Wait, to go see I'll Johnny take, Manziel. I'll go to the second game. Let me see how horse shit he is in the first game. And then I'll go to the second game when tickets are $4 each. Yeah, no joke. He was downtown tonight drinking, sitting at the bar and told the bartender, that he's here to try out for the fleet. Why why did okay, so hang on. His wife fucking lied about a half marathon time. That was crazy too. And then he got run out of Canada. Yeah. Like I haven't even got run out of Canada. <laughs> what did he do? Uh so he's out. God damn, Dave, that'd be kind of wild, right? Yeah, no, I swear to you, it's a true story. See if you can find anything on that. But really, no no joke. That was right out of Johnny Menzel's mouth, who said he's in town to try out for the fleet. He expects to be playing on the fleet. All right, hang on. Let me see if that broke. So I, I get in the car at 5 o'clock today, and all of a sudden, um, I figure, you know what? I'm going to go to Costa's show. Yeah. I'm just going to tune into Costa's well, show. Well, they're the fleet station. They should have it first. Well, I, I started with Kaplan, and Kaplan's got some comedian on. Like, I, Dave, I just cut my teeth as a fucking producer. Yeah. And this is my free advice for every one of these fucking shows that either listen or don't listen i am also your biggest fan but i couldn't give less of a fuck when you book some dipshit that you think is funny or unique or your fucking board out bores the shit out of me costa you put this fucking guy on all the time and i'm gone and i don't come back and the problem is in this fucking town kaplan puts these fucking zeros on all the time 
And I'm sorry, I like Scott. You can't make a boring guy interesting to me. Too many fucking options. Yeah. I'm gone all day. I got Stern. I got play-by-play. I got XM. I have 710. I'll go somewhere else. Your name's mentioned on Vivid Radio. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stop trying to fucking find the next superstar. Just stop. Either host it yourself and do it, or just fucking, I don't know what plan B is. They're bored. They're just looking to fill time. Right, you always say you're in trouble if you're looking at the clock. I love Corey Stewart. They booked Corey Stewart as a fucking guest today. Yeah. Who are we going to book tomorrow? Leisure? (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what in the fuck are these shows doing? (laughs) And I'm sorry, man. It's like, God damn, I want you all to be successful. But I think you've all lost your fucking way with some of these guys that you're booking. And if it's that boring, I'm just telling you. I want you to be great. I can't fucking tune out fast enough, yeah. and I don't come back. A lot of these guys sound so different. I, I, it's funny. I've spent the last few weeks listening to sports mm-hmm. radio, just flipping around locally, even though I can obviously get sports radio out of L.A. or Minnesota or New York yeah. or wherever else. I'm curious to know, what are people talking about in San Diego, especially since the Machado thing? The Machado thing has brought me back to local sports radio. Well, the Machado thing lasted for, you know, five days. Stevie Woods, I think, did the best job getting as much as he could out of it. But everyone seems kind of bored. And what I mean by that, even Darren, who who gets best ratings out of anybody, Darren seems bored out of his mind. Well, to, then it to, transfers and, over to me. It, it does. And I, I don't owe you fuckers anything. Not so. enough Darren on his own show. Oh, God. Right? No shit. I mean, there's just not enough Darren on his own show. And then I listened even, and listened even to Nick and Judd and... It Why? seems so. Well, it seems so strange because the hypocrisy from the guy that was our boss compared to the guy that's still their boss, as far as what was good radio and what they get to do and what we didn't get to do. Yet it doesn't translate into to ratings. So you sit there, and I remember he would say to us, "You guys think you're funny. You guys aren't funny." Well, those guys aren't funny. I'd like to beat the shit out of that guy. I mean, like, Nick's expertise I, is <laughs> you can't beat the shit out of him. Why you not? Because you're gonna get arrested. Oh, shit. That would get me arrested. Yeah, that would literally get you arrested. And if you did it, no one's going to go, man, how did you do it? <laughs> it's not going to be like you took down John Jones. You yeah, know what I mean? True. That's true. It's an easy target. It's low-hanging fruit. That's true. You're Sorry. better than that. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. So anyway, so I sit there and I listen, and poor Rich Ornberger, who I think is such a likable guy, Great just guy. as a person, even on the when, radio, it comes off likable. Now, when was his last show? Rich is still doing a show. Oh, shit. Okay, you, it's not me. <laughs> still doing a show. Just because Mark Willard left, which is the craziest thing ever, that Willard never moved down here. Everybody in the building hated Willard. It was the oddest, they said, farewell show of all time. Like, hey, we're holding the door for you. If you want to call in on your last day and not come in, that's fine with us, too. Everyone was like, see you later. But he doesn't have a partner. And here's, here's Costa's deal, because Costa's the one we're closest to out of everybody in that lineup. Yeah. And you said you listened today. As a, as a sports radio host, you better be one of two things. Either you better be right all the fucking time, or you better have great opinions. Even if they're wrong, at least you have an opinion. That's what Colin Coward is, does. Yeah. He's wrong all the time, but he has strong opinions. Costa switches his opinion all the time. He can come in and tell you, this is what I, I believe, until Hartman or Nick or anyone else tells him, you're wrong. This is how it goes. And he goes, okay. 
<laughs> he completely flips just, over every time. He never stands his ground on anything. The the crazy shit to me, and look, I get it, San Diego. But the, if nothing's going on in San Diego, whether it's Machado or Pod, I mean, yeah. you really should be Padres it all the be. time. Everybody should be doing Padres right, all the time because opening day is sold out today. There's plenty of fucking storylines. What are you doing on Keuchel? What, yeah, like did everybody calm down on Paddock? Like, where are the storylines? I always start with Kaplan, and look, for the most part, Cap gets me about 85 out of, uh, Cap's at about an 85 to 90%. It's just today I tune in, and some somebody I don't fucking know is being treated like he is Chris Mortensen. Yeah. I'm like, I'm bored. I'm fucking bored. This guy's boring the shit out of me. I'm leaving. I go to fucking Costa's show for the first time in a year, and him and Hartman are interviewing the board up about what to put on a hot dog at 5.05 yeah. on a fucking Monday. They've done that topic at Drive times. time. And you're like, Jesus, dude, this isn't funny. It's not entertaining. It's shit. Yeah. And last time I checked, you got 400 fucking people listening to this show, which just dropped to 3.99. And for me, if your station's so fucking bad, you're irrelevant, and you're going to act like hey, we're still smug and cocky and funny. Fuck, man, you get what you deserve. Sorry I like all those dudes. You need a fucking PD to go in and go, this is fucking shit. And if you were driving right now like anybody else that's stuck in the commute, you're not listening to this fucking guy. You're not listening to your mouth-breathing board op talk about hot dogs. Fucking act like you give a shit. <laughs> God damn, if anybody... See, at least with Darren... I agree that there's too much Marty and there's way too much fucking Caruth. Way too much. Because all Caruth wants to do is beat Darren. Yeah. Great kid. But fucking push back. Push back. Yeah. If anybody ever said to Darren, what, what are you talking about? All they do is just fucking throw rose petal. It's boring. It is boring. Like Darren's they, bored, though. If they push back, Darren would love it, I think. They just, he nobody would will. love it because he can. Darren yeah. can go. Darren even says, "I watch soccer while I do this." <laughs> he, <laughs> he basically he, he's bored with his own show. He, he needs something to break it up. I would talk uh, Padres all the time if I was those guys. I I flipped on uh, ninety-seven-three this morning at five in the morning. Okay, okay. and because it was the only show that was local at that time, and I just happened five a.m. He's local. Yeah, it's local. God. Five to fucking nine. Silly. Oh Lewis. boy. And it was, it was fucking really bad. It was it was terrible. But you know what? He was talking Padres, and at five thirty, Andy Green joined him. You know, he had Padre guys on. Wow, how and was so, that? Dude, terrible because he's no. not a baseball guy either. That's no. the problem. This, this town lacks a bunch of hosts that aren't baseball guys. Well, Darren's a baseball guy. There, Stevie yeah. Woods and Ben can yeah. talk baseball. I understand, but here here's the difference. What I mean, the baseball guy is Stevie Woods talks baseball like a true baseball fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ben talks baseball like a baseball reporter, which is fine to have the, the two mix. Um, Darren g- gets good stuff out of his interviews from those guys because he, he has uh, has a relationship with those guys. It's really outstanding. locked in. It's really locked in. He does really well with it. What I'm saying is you don't have to be Mark Grant, but at the same time, I think the people in San Diego are pretty educated when it comes to baseball. They want something. Just give them something that's some information, whereas Cilio's not a baseball guy. He's no. bored by the topic. But there's no one on the show that can talk baseball either. It's just it's just not there. I would go baseball all the time if I was every one of these stations. 97.3 being the Padres station definitely should go baseball. Well, they do in the afternoon. And, you know, Dave, they're just so fucking off my radar. Yeah. That I Tony Gwynn Jr. would be a perfect baseball guy. Opposite. Chris Ello is actually a baseball guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Ello played at State. Yep. And, and Junior's great. I just never think to go to those guys. Yeah, but and I'm neither do I. You. That's funny to say that. Not that I ignore them. I just forget they're there. Yeah. And, but shit, man, I'm just telling you, they're going to be an option. Sorry if that pisses you off. 
for any of the guys yeah. listening right now. But tell me I'm wrong. I got in the car at 5 o'clock. We'd been busy as shit all fucking day. Usually I have a chance to look at social media and see what's going on. Paddock didn't have a great outing yesterday, which is fine, right? Just let the natural yeah. progression go. Yeah. We don't feel like we have to shoot this guy to the fucking T-shirt cannon immediately. Let's just let the progression go. Everything's cool. And like I said, man, at 5 o'clock, I know you've been there for two fucking hours. I know you feel like you've talked it. Believe me, I've lived it. I get it. But at 5 o'clock, my entire fucking building empties out. Yeah. I would think the majority of the guys uh, that come out of my building, the 50 or 60 of us that leave at 5 o'clock are sports fans. I would think a very small group of that may have been tied in, maybe listening to the stream, which means that fucking thing is hitting the reset button at five o'clock and you just go, God, holy fuck, man. Didn't you think, um, if that table was going, if that conversation was, I'm sorry, Dave, if that conversation was going on at a bar, those guys would fucking walk away. <laughs> I know them all. They would all walk away and be like, oh, I can't fucking live. This fucking guy's talking about what he's putting on his hot dog. Let's go. That's funny as shit. That, that is too damn funny. It's um, it, it, the way the Padres are, as you said, they're, they're going to sell at opening day, which I never even thought was going to be an issue. I thought they would sell at opening day. Um, it's the fastest they've sold it out. Since either 2012 or 2014, really? I saw that's yeah. a good sign, right? Yeah, For the great. fans and the people who are Machado fans, and Me? if you're the yeah, well, even the Padres who made the investment go, there you go. That's one another reason why it was worth it. Yeah, I that, like it. There's an excitement factor there. Um, Kaplan put something out today that Cilio was leaving San Diego for Boston. Did you see that? Well, it started with our guy Stevie Verissimo, who said that the Cilio contract's almost up. I don't know that that's almost up. I thought he had a three year deal. Is Hasn't he, he only been on there for like a year and two months? How long has he been on there? Wasn't last year that whole thing where the guy did the Coronado Bridge deal? Yeah, but w- w- wasn't he going to midday? God, dude. I'm all thrown that? off. Yeah, I'm all yeah. confused on it. But when he said that he was going to Boston, it seemed very strange. Well, he's been filling in on EEI. He has? He's doing yeah. two shows a day? Yeah, filling in on EEI. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder I wonder how that I, – I cannot – Is that Mike D.? Is that Mike D that handles yeah. all that, that puts him on? Yeah. That's crazy shit. Right. And Mike came from back there. Yeah. Has a relationship with all those guys but, at EEI. I mean, you want to talk about where baseball's everything. It's Boston. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, our buddy Al Horton, when he was from Boston, and we'd ask him all the time, hey, we aren't, we aren't experienced as far as what goes on back. He's set up the sports for us. He goes, it's the Red Sox, and then everything else is a huge distance. You but, know, and then... But the, as a Patriots guy, you yeah, could talk NFL yeah, all Yeah, day. yeah, I know, I understand that. But it's not Patriots season right now. You're talking about the world champion Red Sox are coming out of spring training, and yeah. Celio's your guy? Uh, I don't know where they'd put him. Yeah. I don't. I mean, he, he's talking, basically he's talking Red Sox baseball, when we just said he's not a baseball guy. Yeah. It's, it seems a very strange fit that Mike D would say, out of everybody across the country, Celio's our guy. I, I mean, if he had the chance to go there, like, I don't know enough about him. I don't know enough about his show to give a really good opinion. But as far as sports stations, wouldn't you say that's a top five oh, yeah. sports station across the country without a doubt, right? Yeah. But he kind of, from what I know of EEI, he may fit in perfectly there. He might. Yeah. Like, he may fit in perfect. Because they're... What's Susan DeVincent going to do now that he, if he leaves? <sighs> Shit, man. My boo. I heard today that she's not going to be on the air for like a couple of weeks over there because 
I, I like I don't know what's going on. They got her doing traffic. I don't know. What, really? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows what the fuck's going on in that place, man? But it's just like shit. I wish guys would just go back to the way they approached the show ten years ago when you start thinking about giving an open mic. And if you said, you know, ten years ago when when sports radio was pretty fucking fun in this town, would we have ever booked this guy? No, that's how it goes. That's what I'm saying. Guys are looking at the clock. When you're looking at the clock of just guys to fill time, then hey, Dave, this is great. The Ray from the coffee carts here, and he's got a complete mock draft. Ray, come on in. Now, Ray, one of the teams that's interesting is the Colts, and you're just like, what the fuck, you dick? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna start texting guys. I, you know what? I'm just telling all you guys. I'm just going to start texting you and go, this sucks. I just left. <laughs> You're getting their heads like crazy if you Good. just write, this sucks. It's shit. Your show's shit. Bored. <laughs> oh, bold. You just type bored. Bored. Oh, my gosh. Just fucking <laughs> send the pictures. That's Sean Aston. Oh, my gosh. And that one thing that we always put on Twitter, the guy it looks like he's in a college class and he's like asleep. Then he wakes up and just starts clapping. <laughs> Who would it affect more if you type board? Would it be Woods or Costa? Which guys would it be more sensitive? Oh, I was hoping up? you'd put Cap in there. Cap wouldn't give less of no, a shit. No, Cap would have care. Cap would read it. Yeah, he would. Oh, Bored Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> Cap doesn't care. And, and, and uh, Darren wouldn't care so much. Oh, he, Darren wouldn't give a shit. Darren would be like, you're boring. Yeah, Fuck he would. You. Exactly. But <laughs> if you did it to Woods or did it to Costa, they'd be wrecked the rest of the show. Good. <laughs> No, I like, uh, I feel like Steve and Ben are hitting their stride. Like, I, I do. Like, I, I really, uh, I feel like they're hitting their stride, man. Do you still uh, listen through the radio with those guys? Like I told you, the app's fucked up. If they had a better app, I would listen yeah, more. Yeah, I have about a 35-minute commute. Okay, so, and you just go through the through the radio. Like, when you yeah. get to work, do you listen to, to, to radio? No, I don't, because I got, like, there's a lot of shit going on every yeah. day, so I, I can't just shut down and hear it. Um. But I think those guys, I think Paul is grinding for them. I think they've hit their stride. You know, I mean, they're about a year in. The, yeah, the, that's right. A little more than a year. Chemistry is good. You know, Dave, I, I think the thing is, too, that I like about that show is it's not always easy to find a guy that'll let the other guy shine. And I think Ben will stay out of the way a lot to help Steve shine. I think that's cool. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I think that I think that's great. And look, I, the other thing that I like, the thing that drove me nuts about Extra with uh, Jordan and Nick and fucking the Willard show and all that shit. Hey, hey, hey we're God damn, are we great friends? <laughs> yeah, fuck. Get in here, Mike, you sack of shit. Because you're a buddy of ours, too. And it was so fake. Everything they do is so fake. <laughs> oh, oh, you crazy son of a bitch. Like, it's just the most fake yeah. chemistry ever. thing I like with Ben and Steve is that uh, is that you go, yeah, these guys genuinely like each other. Like, like I, I just think, uh, Ben, do Ben Higgins says something about Doesn't Steve it. like everybody? Huh? Steve likes everybody. There's not anyone Steve doesn't like. 
Steve who? Steve Woods. Like he likes everybody. Like he likes Ben and he likes us and he likes Costa and he likes who does he not like? He likes yeah. everybody. No, he loves everybody. Even guys that he used to work for. Like he's guy you know, there's guys there. He's like, Man, that guy is really great. Taught me a lot. Kind of got me on my you know, got me back up on my game. Remember it was some guy, I think he was in Dallas, and the guy made Steve go into the office and like sort out CDs. And Steve said that meant a lot to him because it rem- <laughs> <laughs> Almost, dude. Almost. Fuck! Reminded him where he came from. And that speaks a lot about the character Woods, too. I said, send the guy a handwritten thank you note. He goes, you know what? I may do it. <laughs> With a bottle of Spamonte. <laughs> Ben Higgins, dude, said something on the radio the other day that yeah. was so fucking funny to me, and his wife called him out on it. Ben Higgins said that when he was in high school at Torrey Pines, he had a couple of buddies, and they played bridge at lunch. Shut the fuck up. And Shelly said to him, you're joking about that, right? Like, you didn't play bridge at lunch. He goes, oh, no, we did. Oh, boy. Dude. Talk about an old soul. Fuck. Dude, talk, this, about, talk about fucking fearless. I love that shit, man. It's just so funny. Like, he completely got this shit beat up. Oh, my him God. For like the, he couldn't give less of a fuck. It was great. It was fucking so funny. It was, yeah. What's the craziest thing you think that guy ever did? Like, if he lived, let's say, one week with you at age 23. Oh, shit. We'd have killed he, him. He would have would have stroked out. No offense, Luke Perry. Yeah, he would have freaked out. Yeah, we'd have killed him. Yeah. Because we're working at the liquor store. We're fucking chicks in the back room. There's fights going on. Drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They fucking killed yeah. him. No, uh, Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. We, I mean, we wouldn't have even known him to do a tribute show. Yeah. See? Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can be doing that. Yeah. He plays no. bridge in high school. That's dorkier than the Dungeons and Dragons guys. Bridge. And he just, but fuck Dave, he just owned it. Like it's that video that Stevie Woods puts out of Ben dancing. Yeah. And like some, the fucking guy just owns it. Dude, that's a shit where I go, that kid's okay with me. I dig Ben, man. I do. I like him as a dude. I just like a guy who just doesn't, Ben just is like, this is who I am and I don't give a fuck. I give a fuck what you think. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I wish more people were like that. He's just a good dude. Always been nice. Always a good dude. And like I said, but from a radio standpoint, for him to kind of clear out and let Steve do his thing as they're finding their way, I, dude, that that doesn't happen a lot. That's, well, it's working. The ratings are showing out, yeah. of, the, out of the three stations. They're, they're the number one morning show for sports radio. Yeah, So good, it's definitely working. Good for them. And I think most importantly for guys in that building, they're, they're beating Cilio. You know, the guy that couldn't trash everybody quick enough when he left. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. But the the good thing is, too, there's, like, when I fucked around with 1360, like, the guys in 1090, that is a good chemistry, right? Yeah. Like, Darren and Kaplan and Woods and that group. Which is funny, because for a long time, I think a lot of people thought um, Darren and Kaplan didn't get along. Yeah, I didn't when, really. And the whole deal when Marty left Kaplan show and all that stuff, supposed to be really ugly. Yeah, and I didn't really know. I knew Darren a little bit. I didn't really know Scott at that time. And there's no fucking reason for me to be like, who wants to be that? Hey, so tell me what your life was like eight years ago. Hey, shut up, you cock. 
So I don't know. But those guys, like if I saw those pictures that Allie put up from their from their group that went to Atlanta. Yeah. And it was Cap, it was Darren, Woods, Marty, Al Padilla, and Allie. You go, fuck, yeah, that's, that's a, a good That's group. a good travel Absolutely. Trip. Yeah. Yeah, you go, that's good. So anyways, yeah, I just, I love those guys and I like their shows. I just wish they'd be a little bit more stringent when saying, yeah, this is a guy I'm going to put on five o'clock in the fucking afternoon. I'm not going to listen. All right, here, I'll throw this one at you because sure. when you and I did Charger Talk for a number of years and we'd say to the Chargers, hey, you know, get us somebody. Mm-hmm. And then they'd always get us some scrub. Remember at the beginning yep. of camp, some guy that was never going to make the team. And you never played the game. You lost your shit. Yeah. All the time. I've heard the Padres PR staff is horseshit. I was going to ask you, well, how deep would you go with Padre players as far as saying, I'll put that guy on our show? Uh, let's go around the infield. Or let's just go. Well, I, you're going to take him one of the major league level. I'm talking about that minor league system is what everybody's talking about. Are there a lot of guys in that system that you'd say, let's get this guy on? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think, Dave, the thing is with those guys, you want to really make sure that you tell them there's not going to be any gotcha moment. Yeah. Because I think from the organization, they don't want anything going on. They don't need a Larry Bear moment, right? Yeah. For any of these guys. Everything's moving forward. Yeah, I think, Dave, I think there are a lot of people. Uh, John Conniff sent me a message. We're going to try to schedule it for tonight. I'm going to try to get John on this weekend. Uh, Matt Fryer's put out their top 20. Yeah, I think Josh Naylor. I think people know that yeah. name now. So I'm interested in this. I would like Potts. I, yeah, I would like these, to hear where these guys are and yeah. what the future is. We finally, you finally have guys where you go, yeah, that that matters. Like those guys matter. Uh yeah, you, I, I think so. Um, I don't know if there's a language barrier. You would find that out, right? Yeah. But every guy that is good, and I would think Cal Quantrill, any of these dudes, man. Yeah, and I, I think Dave really for this year, for a lot of those guys that are on the team, right? I mean, Hosmer, uh, Hosmer, Urias, Tatis. Machado, any of the fucking outfielders, Mejia, Hedges. I mean, you got a lot of guys right now. I think I there know. are a ton of storylines. I agree with you. There are a ton of storylines, especially for where the minor league camp is. Yeah. I would like to know where some of these guys are and why some of these guys maybe aren't in his top 20. I'm curious to know, because if you were to go back and look at Major League Baseball top 20 prospects from four years ago, there's going to be a lot of guys are going to go, what happened to that guy? Yeah. And there are going to be a lot of guys who are in the majors right now and go, I know that guy. You know, yeah. that, that could be the Padres one day. That could be their guy. What is it that happened in the last couple of years that guys either moved up or moved down? I would do. If I worked in that Padre PR department, uh, I would have a completely different point of view. And the point of view would be like, now is the time that we have to tell stories. We have to have storylines. We have to have a fan base that connects with these guys. Because right now, a lot of them are a name in Baseball America. But give them a connection. Give them something. Make these guys likable. Make them all likable. Make them all relatable. And then all of a sudden, me as a parent, I tell my kids, hey, man, I heard this guy's story, whether it was on 97.3. And look, this is the other bullshit that these fucking teams have to figure out. There's no more protecting the flagship. This fucking 1975 yeah. radio doesn't work because nobody in this town's fucking listening to your flagship. So put guys on. Even if you put guys on with Hardwick, which is the last play show in any sports radio, I think, live and local. Hardwick, I think, is dead last, which is shocking, right? Because 
as much as we like Nick, fucking jerking off the Chargers every day doesn't yeah. work in this town. No, people, people freak ha- out. Right. Well, let's keep doing it. Um, but even if you put guys on that show, I don't know how much Cap's asking for. I really don't. I would think Stephen Ben are asking for guys. Put guys on. Yeah. But from what I've heard, they have a mindset that they only put guys on 97.3, and that's just fucking so mind-boggling to me that you would be that fucking stupid that you wouldn't promote your own product. I mean, you see Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Uh, or you watch uh, Jimmy Kimmel. They're interviewing guys. Kimmel's interviewing guys from CBS exactly and NBC. Right. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're like, hey, this guy's interesting. He's compelling. Yep. Let's put him on. But, oh, no, we can't do that. We got to save him for... We got to save... Matt Strom for Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> well, fantastic. No, even in the argument you're making, it makes even more sense to go your route because those are the people still going to buy tickets. Yeah, I die as a tickets. producer right now because I would yell at every one of these fucking guys. Uh, I mean, uh, look, it's an exciting time. They haven't fucking won anything yet. You're still, as of today, you're still a 66 fucking exactly win right. team. Yeah. So calm the fuck down over there, okay? Calm the fuck down. You made a lot of moves that are getting you excited, right? Yes. But you're like the Daytona 500. You got, you may not be on the pole. Yep. Don't get excited, leisure. <laughs> it's a racing term. Uh, but, you know, you're right there. Car's looking good. You got your snazzy fucking jumpsuit on. <laughs> got the Mountain Dew chicks are there with you. But guess what, fuckface? You haven't even put the fucking key in the ignition yet. So maybe you calm down. <laughs> there to tell everybody to just calm the fuck down. Yeah. Know your role. Know, know where you're your, at. Know your shit. Okay? That's so funny. Yeah. Nobody's being fitted for a ring just yet. Fucking shit in this town that we put up with. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> fuck. I didn't have any time for that shit. I didn't even realize yeah. how mad I was. I thought I was having a pretty good Monday. Well, you were until you walked in five minutes early. I was I was asleep. And he, where the hell are you? Yelling at me. And then all of a Bleed sudden you get, you get all fucking uh, you get all fired up. Dude, we had a big game today. I gotta let you know because he asked me who do you play today, and I yes. said we won because hell we needed a win. I was who'd you play? Sarah. Now sure uh, that might not sound very impressive, but I'll tell you right now they were five and zero oh until they faced us. Yeah. And that had, coach, that coach was kind of chirping a little bit last night too, right? That he brought back wasn't that the coach from Sarah that said he had he had six guys that didn't play winter ball that uh, were playing now spring ball. Yeah, what happened yeah. to them today? I don't know, we shut them down. The coach actually super nice guy, but at the same time we uh, we won three three run walk off home run. I'll just give you a quick, no. I'll tell you a quick story. All right, swinging the drive. So I got a kid on my team. I get a notice last night. Um, and is not from his mom, but for someone else, because the kid's family didn't want anyone to know. But his grandmother passed away. Ah, fuck. And so, you know, it sounds bad to say, well, is he going to play? You know, but in my mind, is he going to play? And sure enough, show up, and the kid's there, and he's ready to play. And I walk over him and say, you doing okay? And he just, yeah, gives me a hug, doesn't say anything. You can tell he's upset. I mean, a lot yeah. of times when you're that age, you're in high school. It might be one of the first deaths you experience, especially when you're watching, you know, your dad's mom suddenly pass away, and then you're you know, kind of devastated to your parents upset. Well, here you go. Bottom of the, the seventh inning, two guys on base, scores tied 2-2, cranks it over the left field fence. No shit. Yeah, walks off. And literally had to go right from touching home plate straight to a rosary. He didn't even have time to, you know, celebrate with his teammates or clean up or anything. But then he just, he just came over, hugged me, says, love you, Coach Dave, and 
was gone. You know, and, I, and then his teammate turned to me and he goes, you can't make that shit up. Right. You know, he goes, Did you guys get the ball for him. His mom was yelling at me, go get that ball. And then, <laughs> of course, we got the ball for him. Okay, good. And they, they left, but it was, a, it was a cool moment for that kid who was having a bad day. And it was, it was awesome, though. So uh, our three-game losing streak came to an end, thank goodness. Uh, I would say for anybody out there, and I think most of you that I know do a really good job of it, but I have others that I know that really don't. And if you're a grandparent, I would just say make ever effort you can to connect with your grandkids. Man, I was really close with my grandparents on my mom's side. I really didn't know my grandparents much on my dad's side until they were later in life. But um, I have a buddy at work, and, and I was telling the story that you know yesterday in L.A., I took my kid's mom by her grandfather's place. They were really yeah. close, and it was cool because I had been close with my grandmother. I get that connection. And a buddy of mine at work, Dave, lost his grandfather last week. Well, and you know, I was talking to him today. I said, "How you doing?" He goes, "Man, I." He goes, "I was breaking down all weekend." And I said, "Well, tell me about him. You know, tell me about your grandfather. Let me hear it, because grandparents are just the best, the fucking best." Yeah. And uh, he was saying how he took him golfing. Uh, my buddy, when he was like twenty-four, fucked around, parked somewhere he wasn't supposed to park. His car got towed. His grandfather went and fucking helped him out, you know, and just, yeah, he did all this shit, man. And it's just like, all of a sudden, you know, he's gone and it's a huge impact. And tell me a great story that I thought was cool. And just like the nice things, it was his father's father, but this friend of mine's mother. So it would have been her father-in-law really stepped up and, and did a lot down the stretch for her father-in-law. Cool. And you go, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Man. Like, I, I just personally, I like stuff like that. But I just, I know grandparents that just kind of wait for everything to be delivered to them at their feet, and it doesn't happen. And, like, I know it for me. I know it for my ex-wife. I know it for my kids. Um, like, grandparents fucking matter. Yeah. Like, they really matter. And it's great. I tease my kids all the time. I'm like, you know, uh, God willing, I'm here when you have kids. I'm going to ruin you. And they're like, oh, we know what you're going to say. We knew what you were going to say. We could hear. You started the F word. You started the F word. You were going to say, we're going to F and ruin you. I'm like, well, you know, now that you put it that way, yeah, I am. I'm going to jack your kids up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> All the things that you couldn't do, they're yeah, doing. That's it. And then I'm sending them right home to you. That's it. And I send them th that fun dip where they yeah. even eat the candy stick. It's goddamn legendary. Guy who invented fun dip should get a star on the walk of fame. <laughs> and uh, here's the key to being a good grandparent. I've watched them a, a million times: the good ones and, and the bad ones. The bad ones are the ones that think they're your, your parent also. So they're gonna either criticize the parents they aren't doing a good enough job mm -hmm. and they're going to be tough on the kids and the kids aren't going to want to spend time with them yeah oh yeah terrible yeah and then the great-grandparents are the ones that just love the kids unconditionally and no matter what they do right. to fuck things up they still give them basically everything they want you spoil them right well i said to my kids i go i started cussing at you about a year ago yeah mostly for joking just because it makes them laugh <laughs> yeah non-stop i go i'm gonna i'm gonna cuss at your kids a lot younger <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they go, how old are our kids going to be? And I go, ah, shit. I hadn't thought about that. I go, ah, 
I'll probably start talking shit to them when they're about seven. And they were like, oh, my God. They're like, we're telling mom. I go, go ahead. I learned every word from her. Exactly. And I go, I'm going to tell them all. I'm going to go, you know what? Your dad was a little shit. And they're like, what? What? Like, yeah. I'm like, how old are you now? They're like 11. I go, yeah, I'm going to get a much. I go, because I'm going to be dead by the time they're (laughs) your age. So I go, shit, I got to get all this good material out. And I go, and I'll tell you another thing, too. I'm going to make a lot of shit up. That's it. Because they're going to believe me. They will. Because I'm a reliable grandfather. Yeah, when a kid's seven, they believe anything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of established history. I like it. Of telling the truth as a newsman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shut up. Yeah, my kids have no time for my bullshit at all. Uh, If they're there now at 11, it's only going to get worse in two years. In two years, they're going to realize this guy's a big fucking waste of time. (laughs) Yeah. We took him last night to... uh, he took him to In and Out last night, just driving yeah. home. And can't go wrong with In and Out. Go right. ahead. Yeah. And In and Out opened in like 1939. They're like, Dad, do you remember when the first In and Out opened? I go, I wasn't fucking born in 1939. 19- <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. You say so. I'm like, shut up. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But it's great because every call they end with, they say, I love you, Dad. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's it, man. Yeah, you have fun, you do the whole thing, you do it. But, yeah, I mean, at the end, when you got to fucking kick them in their little nuts and straighten them out, you still straighten them out. (laughs) Tell them, knock your shit off, man. One of them was acting up yesterday. I go, hey, knock it off. I go, I'll tell you what. I go, you're kind of blowing it. As the great Angelo Dundee said, you're blowing it, kid. (laughs) Do they know who Angelo Dundee is? No. I have no idea what that reference means. But I said to him, look, I'm just telling you, if you blow this day today, yeah. I want your mom to have a good time. I said, you screw this up. I said, I got five buddies that need a seat to opening day. You're keeping your ass in school. <laughs> I go, I'm just telling you right now, I, I'll yank that ticket in a second. You can sit your ass in school. I go, knock it off. Stop being a clown. I'll tell you what, Dave. Are you Dave, threatening with opening day? Absolutely. How long? Can you, how much? How much longer do you have to get uh, mileage out of that threat? About uh, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks and three days. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll tell you one thing: they got their shit together. Yeah, it worked. But this was. This, see, what are you going to do after that? You're going to just keep beach towel tickets? day. I know. Oh, you're just going to say that? I got five friends that will get a beach towel day. Yeah. You're just going to keep buying tickets Lisa and using the threats. Lisa Ann. I keep telling them we would take Lisa to that gig. Um. So we're we're in L.A. yesterday. And my kids are so, they're unbelievable because they don't have a filter. Got it from their mom. So some kid is just screaming in Target. Kid's about four, okay? Well, my kids treat this kid like he's 19 having a meltdown. The kid's four. My God. (laughs) Look at that kid. Holy cow. Get him under control. I'm like, what's up with you? Yeah. So I said to my son, Jack, I go, you know what I used to do to you when you get a little rambunctious like that? He goes, no. I go, I'll tell you. I said, I'd grab you right by the ankles. And I said, I'd find the coldest water I could find. And I'd dunk your head in it like you were a goddamn caramel apple. (laughs) He starts dying laughing. He goes, that never happened. I go, no, you've just forgotten it. 
I go, you say it happened a lot. <laughs> he goes, no, it didn't. I go, well, I'll tell you what. You're about 6'4 right now. I don't know what happened to you at age 11. But I'll do it to you today. You keep oh my getting gosh. fresh. Oh, my gosh. No, when you when you take the kids out, do they uh, does one act up more than the other, or do they just take turns? Like, yeah, they're just constantly dicks. Okay. <laughs> Like, I mean, like, dicks. like one day is it Kate or one day it's Jack or is it no, every day it's fucking, one or the other? Yeah, they're just fucking. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're worthless. Like, so it's are not like, like, hey, I'm spending time with dad. I'm going to prove I'm the better son. But it's none of that. No, it's like, they'll fuck always it. say that they're my. No, every parent knows it. Look, here's the thing. What do you that, mean every parent knows it? Every, every parent, parent knows their kids are fucking overrated. Oh, I thought nothing. you meant every parent plays favorites. No. Every parent knows in our in our soul. If we're all honest with ourselves, and people are like, you know, you got a really good kid. You're like, oh, no, he's a dick. <laughs> fucking guy can't put his goddamn shirt in the laundry. Can't fucking turn his T-shirt inside out. Is it really that complicated? Can't take a piss anywhere but on the floor. <laughs> right? Struggles to brush his teeth. Goddamn walks out in a dirty shirt. Oh, fuck. The kid's a complete fucking failure. So don't patronize me by saying that he's good. <laughs> you, you go to the parent-teacher meetings, you just start ripping the shit out of them like it's a roast. <laughs> yeah. Every kid's that way. But what's great is their teachers are like, I'm like, God. And one teacher's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, ah, I'm so sick of these two dickheads. He's like, it's every kid. I go, how do you do it? He goes, ah, they're all just dumb. <laughs> They're all dumber than the other one. Like, all right, not just mine. Well, yours are right up there. You know, mine in metal contention. Oh, yeah. They're going to go home with the metal for being a couple. Like, all right, well, that's good. Yeah. Everybody knows. There's no, there's no bigger insult to a parent than telling your parent, telling that parent how great their kid is. Just go, ah. I give you credit, man, for, for saying it is what it is. They're kids and they make mistakes. Because, man, a lot of the parents I run across, it's always their kids do nothing wrong. Right. And wears on it. Because everyone knows, man, every kid's a little bit of a fuck up. Every kid, not a bit. Every kid is a yeah. fuck up. Yeah. We all know it. Go live with them for two days. You won't fucking hit them with brass <laughs> knuckles. Right in the ribs. You can't say that out loud. I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, I'm going to go on Amazon and I'm going to buy brass knuckles. And they're like, what? What year is it? Who even sells brass knuckles? My kids, I'm like, did you, I said to them the other day, I go, when was the last time you believed any threat yeah. I've ever made? They're like, oh, never. But they go, but they're all pretty funny. My kids love them. Yeah, it's go. all bullshit. I've never once, you know, Dave, I never once spanked my kids. Like I watched a guy yesterday. Have you given one a SWAT? Nothing, not even a one, oh, just a one swat. Uh, I think one of them got kind of a Landon Donovan kick in the ass yeah. one time, at about on a scale of one to ten, at about a two point four. Yeah, and he acted like I fucking kicked him, like Tom Dempsey kicking the six. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> but the thing was, <laughs> I was so mad, and his brother lost it laughing. His brother thought it was the funniest thing ever. That was it. Like, it, it, yeah. I mean, if I took out, is Luke Rosa still alive? No, no way. Fuck. Who's the oldest living field goal kicker still alive right now? Adam Vinatieri. He kicks for the Colts. No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> no. 
One of the Andersons, I'm sure. Yeah, Morton Anderson. Yeah. Gary Morton Anderson, Anderson, Morton Anderson probably still one kicked one. Probably. Yeah. If you took one of those guys like Fred Cox from the Vikings and yeah. took him out. Yeah. Said, Fred, we're going to line one up from 35 yards and the ball dribbled about a foot and a half. Yeah. That was about the energy I put <laughs> into it. But I saw a guy yesterday, Dave. I really, yesterday in LA, I thought this guy was going to hit his kid. I really? was like, oh, dude, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. What did the kid do to piss him off? Who knows? Yeah. It's a kid. Yeah. Fucking kids. Dude, my wife always jumps in if, if a parent is out of line. Always. Like, oh, I, I just go, fuck, here we She's go. She's going to get a hot cup of coffee in the face uh, one day. Dude, she she will stop you in a mall, in a Target, whatever else. If she thinks you aren't treating a kid the way you're supposed to, she jumps right in. She does not care. I laid my son out as good as I've heard him laugh in a long time the other day. Because I constantly tell them how I never wanted kids. I never <laughs> wanted kids. And I say it to him all the time. And my son said to me, what'd you want? And I go, you know what? I'm really glad you brought it up. <laughs> I go, all I wanted in life since I was a little kid, all I wanted was a pet starfish. And he goes, oh, yeah? He goes, what were you going to name it? I go, Steve. And he was done. And I go, you know what? All I would do is drive Steve around town, Steve the starfish, and take selfies with him. It'd be great. And after worrying, my son was done. He's like, he's got to be in water. Nobody even took selfies back in the time no. you had your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, he's like, where's the water? I go, how about you let me worry about that? How about you let me and Steve work out the logistics? <laughs> and he was done. He's like, why wouldn't mom let you get a starfish? And I'm like, oh, I like how you act surprised with that question. <laughs> I go, because she hates animals. He's like, we got five cats and a dog. He doesn't hate animals. Do you have a hamster too now? Oh, yeah. He's got a hamster and a lizard. I forgot about those two. I go, well, that's great. You know what I didn't hear in your little inventory? A goddamn starfish. <laughs> What's the deal with the hamster? How's that running? I guess bye. I don't know. <laughs> I never ask. I went since all excited about it. Did he him. name the hamster? Yeah, he named it. Uh... What the fuck did he name that little shit? <laughs> One day he left and he left the door open and he came home and freaked out because the one cat was fucking tossing it in the air. Are you serious? Yeah. And he tried to say yesterday on the drive to LA, how close a friend, the fucking hamster and the cat are. And his mom's like, well, hang on. The cat <laughs> likes the hamster. It doesn't go candy. Yes. He named the hamster candy. Okay. Like a stripper, stripper. hamster. Yeah. <laughs> it's naked hamster. Yes. I go, what the fuck is going on? It's not, you know, it's not like when you were a kid and nobody was around to play catch. Yeah. So you just threw the ball up as high as you can and then caught it. Like you can't have the cat doing that with the goddamn hamster. Ah, they're friends. It's a game they play. I go, really? Is the fucking yeah. hamster throw the cat in the air? God, shit. Like, what happened to you? What's wrong with this kid? The kid ever watch cartoons? Doesn't he understand the food chain? My brother said to him the other day, he goes, hey, you got a basketball game today? He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, how many threes are you going to make? He goes, well, I guess it depends on how the game's playing out. And my brother goes, oh, okay, well, how many are you going to take? He goes, you know what, Chris? Game's about six hours away. I haven't had time to think <laughs> about it yet. And my brother said he didn't even show me the common decency. Did he call him Chris or Uncle Chris? No, he called him Chris. Oh, my God. 
He goes, he didn't have the common decency to even look me in the eye when he shut me down. Really? He just kept watching the TV. You know, Chris, the game's about six hours away. I haven't had time to think about it. (laughs) Of course, that story gets back to me. Yeah. This has to be Jack that said this, right? I knew it. I'm in the car, and I say with his brother, "What's, what's your bullshit? The brother's dying. It was just game six hours. Well, it was. I was. What are you, Clay Thompson? And you gotta go watch film. You played two teams. You you played the same two teams for two and a half years. <laughs> is is he still firing up threes? Oh yeah. Oh boy. All the time. The coach is cool with it. Oh, the coach is. I tell you what, Dave. All kidding aside. There are some really, you, you know it firsthand. Other parents know it. Man, Little League, Yeah, there's so much politics going on, and coaching can be so bad. Man, I tell you, I just could not be a bigger fan of what they do at the Croc Center. Uh, everything they've done there. playing They played hockey for a couple of years. The guys who ran the hockey program were amazing. And they have, all these guys volunteer. And so they must have games. I was trying to figure it out the other day. I think they run games from like 11 a.m. to like 5 p.m. Wow. On the hour. And all the coaches and all the referees, I've mentioned this in the past, they're all buddies because they're all volunteers. And the coaches all just lay into the referees. <laughs> and it lays me out every time. Because it would be like if, yeah. if you know, Josh was refing and you were yeah. coaching and you just start airing him out. Yeah. But, it, you know, they're all buddies. Do they get teed up? Uh, no. No. Because the, ref, no, the refs, it's usually the guy, like the head of the volunteers who's lighting them up. That's fine. It's like your boss lighting yeah. you up. And, but it's so great. and uh, But they're so good with the kids. Every kid gets in the game to play. Some kids just take ridiculous shots. Other kids take every shot. And just let the kids be kids, man. I, I just I couldn't be a bigger fan of the Croc Center. Man, they just get it. They're so nice. Other than, like I've said, uh, there have been like two or three times when you go, okay, I've been chugging iced tea. Yeah. You got to take a leak and some fucking fossils in there with his dong hanging out. <laughs> That's a little unnerving. Like Michael Jackson's like, whoa. Oh, That's, Jesus. that's creepy. Have you watched the Michael Jackson thing? I don't have HBO okay. right now. I haven't. I didn't see it. Everyone was calling me today, asking me if I've seen it. Did you record it? No, I didn't. I'll catch it. I'll uh, I'll watch it. They said it's uh, really disturbing. This whole Michael Jackson thing with these little kids and everything that goes on. Like you don't want to believe all the horrible things that were rumored, right? I mean, even if you believe it, you don't think about it. But when you see these kids and families talking about it and how they're devastated, it's it's brutal. I like how everybody's so fucking shocked that it happened, right? But dude, when you talk about it, like seven-year-old boys, no, I know. You're not like, what the fuck? But I mean, they're your all kids over are there. eleven, and, and you're like, dude, what the fuck? Well, I'd say as a parent, you know what? When my kids were eight, if a guy was a little shaky reputation, I'm probably not sending them over for a week-long sleepover. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of think my job as their parent exactly is to right. protect them. Yeah. Right. Not and hanging that's out the king of pop. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's looking. For their 15 minutes. That's true. And to me, the sickest thing about it is Michael Jackson, but right behind it is the fucking parents. I agree with you. They'll let those kids do that. Yeah. And, and is anything from that? I haven't seen it. I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously aware of it, 
But all these fucking people act like they're so dumbfounded that, it, oh, what? No, hang on a second. You're claiming that, oh, so now if I'm a 55-year-old man and, yeah, I was married to Lisa Marie, but if I want to have five seven-year-old boys that are not relatives come over and sleep over, oh, now I'm a fucking weirdo? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, thanks for the newsflash. And now we can't shower together anymore either. Oh, shit. God damn it. When did we become North Korea? Like all these fucking people today. Oh, I I watched it and I couldn't. Uh, Dave, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Really? Really? Michael Jackson had his cock out and he had five little kids looking at it. Whoa! Oh, but that's illegal now? Yeah, last time I checked. Fucking weirdo. Guy's been dead 10 years. Is that right? Is that crazy? Yeah, 10 years. Shit. I ask you this question all the time. It's a good memory. What other famous celebrity died the same day? Oh, I know this. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Okay. You ready for it? Yeah, I know the answer. Go ahead. I'm going to say Farrah Fawcett. 100% right. Yeah, poor Farrah Fawcett. Couldn't even get her own day on her deathbed. Yeah. Now, what if Farrah Fawcett had like five high school guys over and they were all asleep over? You'd be like, I want to meet those exactly. fucking high you're school 100% guys. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That, you're, you're right. That's the way it would have gone. But all of you that can't admit you're a fucking racist have it in for Michael <laughs> Jackson because he's black. Because <laughs> he's a guy. And the kids were 13 years younger. <laughs> 13 years younger. This- Big difference from high school to fucking seven. Jesus. The high school story we've seen a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, stop acting like you're so fucking shocked by this story. Yeah. And, it, and it, look, for me, yeah. I mean, he can't defend it. I, I like that too. Well, you know what? I got to tell you this, Dave. The, the hardest part for me about this story is that Michael can't defend himself. Was <laughs> That's what you hear. People do say that. Yeah. Was he having a Paul sleep? Paul Vaden would say that. That's what Paul Vaden would say. He loved Michael Jackson. Bah. Fucking sheep, man. Uh, hey, was he having 12 kids sleep in his bed? Well, he was, and they were having cookies and milk. And it was nice. And then... <laughs> they go pet the giraffe. And then have a couple of Rob Roy's and take a sauna. Yeah, I can't believe this bullshit. <laughs> Things would be a lot different. Yeah, I haven't seen. Where the fuck are the other brothers? Where are they? Where's yeah. Jermaine? Jermaine was weird looking. Yeah, all of them were weird. They're all strange. Where's Janet? Yeah, poor Janet. Yep. What yeah. can you do? Absolutely. Yeah. But but for me, Dave, as as bad as it is about him, uh, I mean, I look at it and go, where the fuck are the parents? Like, what were you trying to accomplish out You're of that, right? right? They are just trying to get close to fame. That's all it was. They were trying to get close to fame. Thought it was cool that they knew Michael Jackson. But my kids are 11. Yeah. My kids at that age are not going over. No, you're giving your kids away for a week. Right. Some random guy. Yeah. Because I might get a chance to try on the jacket from Thriller. Fuck that. Okay. You let me ride motorcycles with Brett Michaels. Yes. He's going to tell me Tawny Catan stories. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go. Okay. Yeah. 
Good for you. Or get me a chance to fucking hang out at the Padre game with Costa's board up so we can continue that hot dog conversation. <laughs> but you don't put ketchup on a hot dog? I've heard it 800 times. Yeah, I heard it for a 14 seconds and left. There you go. Now they do it all the time. It's their evergreen. Most people's evergreen in sports radio is just Pete Rose belong in the Hall of Fame. There's just you put ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Here's the deal I realized tonight, by Let the me way. Hear it. You should live in IB. You should Why? run for mayor of IB. Because everybody tells me this all the time, and I got this message again today. I was in IB, and the only thing I'm thinking about is Jeff. Yeah. You t- you, you've given yourself a, such a phobia about IB that people think about IB every time. They think about you every time they're in IB. Well, you know why? Because maybe I would stop uh, the guys from Mexico pumping shit water into my fucking drinking water. Okay? I'd be sorry that I'm so fucking edgy. Sorry that I'm the Abe fucking Lincoln of IB. <laughs> You're the Abe Lincoln of IB. Look at you. You're a hell of a martyr. <laughs> yeah. That would be my deal. I'd run on. I'd be like, they'd be like, hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if uh, this shit water continues to come over? Oh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to drive to fucking South Dakota. First off, me and Chris Ello are going to fucking do this. We're going to drive to South Dakota and we're going to buy $500 worth of fucking fireworks. (laughs) And we're going to start shooting them over there. We're going to scare everybody. They're going to think we're shooting at them. We're not fucking shooting at them. They're fireworks. Got them in South Dakota. Yeah. We went and saw Mount Rushmore. It was great. Got one of those flattened pennies. Yeah. It's nice. It's great. Put it right on the train track. But right, no, you got to go in the one you for the quarter. Oh, that's cheating. You just go ahead and take the actual penny. You stick it on the train track. When the train leaves, you pick it up. It's the same fucking thing. Hot. It is hot. I've Give done it. Give me a second. It's true. I've done it. It is hot. Now I'm talking about the one, Dave, that you put in the machine that yeah. you crank it with yeah. that. What a and then racket. all of a sudden it looks like Mount Rushmore on there. Yeah. What if you were that fucking guy, huh? <sighs> Fuck. Right? What if you were that guy? Meet that guy at a party. Gonna... What did you do to get rich? Yeah. Hey, I got all of them. What do you guys want to do? You want to do the Dave and Jeff logo? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, man. I did Mount Rushmore. Eiffel Tower. You ever seen yeah. that? That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> That's mine. I got to go. The snow globe lady is over there. I'm going to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, fuck IB. That's I, funny as shit. Although IB treated us right because Coronado thinks they're too fucking cool to have outdoor courts. Yeah, there you go. I like Coronado, but goddamn, check yourself too, okay? <laughs> there you go. All right. So speaking of anywhere you want to live in San Diego, Jeff didn't say IB, but a lot of people say IB is not that bad. It's on the upswing. I've been saying that for 10 years. I don't know if it is or isn't. The guy to get you over there is Brian Curry. Whether it's IB or it's Encinitas or it's Del Mar, some of the areas we know by the water, they're extremely nice. Brian Curry is your guy. Whatever part of San Diego County you want to live in, that's exactly where he's used to selling real estate because he knows the county better than anywhere else. He's been doing it for more than 20 years. Make sure you call Brian Curry. He's also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Dave, I think what fell apart for me with IB is I had my buddy John from Cincinnati move down there. Yeah. And he fucking lasted about a year. <sighs> he did. Got the hell out. Couldn't last. Couldn't hang out. Uh, there are cool things about IB, but there's many more cool things about everywhere else in San Diego. And uh, like they say, broken watch right twice a day. That might be pushing it with IB. <laughs> I'd be pushing it. But the thing with Brian Curry is 
uh, man, it just feels like everything you look at, right? Housing prices going up, housing prices coming down. What are you doing? I'm really looking at the people that are looking to sell. Yeah. Because I think what you need is a reality check. I think a lot of us need a reality check to figure out what the heck to do as far as selling it and getting fair market value and then being out. Because right now what happened was prices continue to go so far up while cost of living wages didn't go up and yeah. a lot of people are at a standstill. True. So I think you look at it and you go, wait a minute, if I'm if I just want to get my fair equity out of it, how can I do it and do it the right way? I don't want to get shafted, but I also if I have a eight hundred square foot studio apartment in uh Barrio Logan, yeah. maybe I shouldn't be asking two point one million. <laughs> and Brian will get you squared away and tell you the right price. Move that thing out and give you a chance to move on. Absolutely. If you move into a brand new house and you have that great yard, don't forget to call the people at Barkley Landscape. Ryan Barkley and his dad, Scott, have been in business more than 35 years. I tell you what, we talk about all the time what you need to do in, in the situation with this rain. Do you see in March, they said this rain is not going to stop. That we are not done with the rain. They're expecting another two inches right? coming up. Yeah, it's supposed to start raining again tomorrow night or as you hear the show, basically Tuesday night and it's going to go all the way through the weekend. A ton of rain is coming. You need to wow. call a guy like Ryan Barkley and make sure that your yard and everything's in, in, in the right mode. I, I, honestly, in my backyard, I have a smaller backyard, but then I have that big hill that goes to my neighbor's yard. But mm -hmm. then I have these rocks. Yeah. And I worry in the rain. I go, these rocks are going to come shooting down my my yard, you know, and crash right into the house. You know what? Through all the rain, it hasn't happened yet. It's been absolutely great. Ryan's done a great job with my yard. He can do a great job with yours as well. But anything you need, make sure you give Ryan Barkley and his dad, Scott, a call. Ryan's direct number is 619-669-8000. 619-669-8000. Yeah, so good and so important right now because I think, Dave, we've talked forever about ah, the drought and what to do and everything drying out. Man, unbelievable that we've seen everything do a complete 180 turn and that's also where you want to look at, like you mentioned, rocks and different yeah. impact things. That's where you want to take the 30 plus years of experience that you get with Barkley Landscape. But I think the other thing is, too, you could talk to Ryan and, and say, hey, um, all right, maybe it feels like we're getting back into a normal cycle of rain. Um, instead of having these white rocks out front that I've had since 1972. Yep. Uh, what can I do? Like, what grass could I put in that even if rain kind of tapers off, I'm still going to be all right? All of those questions are going to be done, and Barkley Landscaping is going to do it as great as anybody. Absolutely. Don't forget to call our, our friends over there as well, and, and also don't forget about Alan Taylor and Taylor Made Pools. Again, another guy that's been doing this for more than 20 years. Taylor Made Pools, you talk about new construction on commercial residential. There's a reason why he gets a lot of big jobs because he does it right. Alan Taylor's been great throughout San Diego County. He can make you the perfect pool as well. Summer is fast approaching. Make sure you call Taylor Made Pools and you get the pool that's perfect for you, your backyard. That will create, obviously, a ton of memories with family and friends and a place for your kids to grow up and say, man, I remember the great times we had with that pool. It all starts with that phone call. Taylor Made Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable works of art. And and you go, oh, calm the fuck down. No, I'm serious. Serious. When you look at them, because, Dave, I think the thing that Alan does is he takes your vision and he expands it. But what he also does is takes your budget and meets it. Doesn't take your budget and go, hey, I know you had 
X amount. Well, this is what I'm going to do. And the great thing is it's only going to be three times more than you wanted to pay. <laughs> Isn't that lucky? No, he's going to take it and say, look, I know this is what you wanted to do. But for that same price, we can do that. And and I don't know. I mean, what's the life of your pool? It's the life of your property. Exactly it's going right. to be 25 years, if not longer. And so why not have it done perfect and looks great? Man, go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, because I think uh, for a lot of you, you hear it. But Dave, there's uh, unbelievable things that you can do back there with your pool and and just have it done right the first time. That's why I love it. And, and the other thing I love about Alan and Amy, uh, as the same with Ryan Barkley, as the same with Dan, as the same with Brian Curry, as we get the ball moving with Jake's projects, those guys always step up. They are always involved in this community. So many different things going on. Uh, I just, I couldn't be happier of the guys that we call friends. We call partners of this show. Each and every one of them have meant so much to, to you and to me. Yep. Uh, they're just great. But as good a people as they are, their, their work stands alone. And it is incredible to see. And uh, finally, Kyle Fluger. Okay, so if you're looking for someone to do that website, you're looking to upgrade your business, you want to upscale it, look like, you know what, you're a big-time company, he's the guy to do it. Kyle Fluger is your guy at 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Amazing job. Have had two more friends call and say, you know, I looked at your website, and that website's way too nice for this fucking show. That's true. Well, I, I can't argue. I'm like, I know. Have you heard Dave's effort the last month? <laughs> if Dave's effort was as good as Kyle's, we'd be good. They go, we agree wholeheartedly. Uh, it's perfect because you're trying to make differences that separate you from the competitor. And you really have to go, look, I'd say this, Dave. You say that stream crashes all the time. Yep. If you are of a business where people are coming to you for a stream, you can't have that. Because exactly right. once it crashes the first time, People have no patience. They're really not going to give you too many second chances, and they're sure as hell not going to give you a third chance. So make sure it's done right the first time. That's why Kyle is the best there is. Absolutely. All right. So we're about done, but I'm going to ask you again. Johnny Manziel signs with the fleet, okay? There aren't a lot of games. Hell, I tweeted played. already that you're claiming yeah. that Manziel's the next guy. Yeah, I'm guy. claiming it. Absolutely. All right. You broke it. Okay. So here's the deal. If he signs with the fleet, there are only four games remaining. Uh, I, don't, I guess the, it's half and half remaining for home and away, right? They played okay. two on the road already. Two at home. How quickly would you go? You'd want to uh, see what it looks two. like one time. Game two. See how he looks yeah. and make sure he's playing. Yeah. Make sure he's playing. Yeah. Game two. If he's in, I think yeah. I would probably go too. Yeah. You going to buy a shirt? I'm not buying a fucking shirt. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Why do you hate this town? It's not not hate this town. I'm not well, sure it like it's it. going to last. What are you going to buy? A Birmingham I bought, shirt? I bought a LA, La I bought a LA Lasers indoor tennis team shirt once. <laughs> <laughs> Did the, you? No. With the, lasers with the Lasers tennis soccer. or soccer? Soccer. Okay. What the fuck happened to them? Uh, they got fucking bitch slapped by a little team called the San Diego Sockers. Is that what Sockers. happened? Put them right out of business? Fucking took them right out. What happened to, uh, didn't they have some like big tennis thing at the Forum 2 they were running? Yeah, what was that shit? <laughs> the court was all multicolored and shit. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. I feel like we had that down here in San, you know what was a cool thing in San Diego, Dave? This is way before your time. And you're going to think this is the craziest thing I've ever said. And I'm telling you, we're going to hear from old school people. For everything that I have mentioned, old school San Diego, I have never brought this up until tonight, to the best of my knowledge. Okay. This is old school San Diego. The old school San Diego event 
that was a must-see was the sun-kissed invitational at the sports arena indoor track. Yeah, Canopy used to talk about this. It was fucking unreal, man. And I remember it was uh, Eamon Coughlin yeah. and Steve Scott. And I feel like Sebastian Coe, I feel like, was here. I think Mary Decker was here. And Dave, it was on. Really? And, yeah. And when you said multicolor, I yeah. flash back. The track was um, like that. Yeah. They, they ran on these boards. It looked like almost. It was I, elevated, right? Yeah. It looked like roller derby. Yeah. That's of. what I was thinking. And I've seen pictures. It looks like if you fell, you might roll right off the guiding track. Right. Yeah. And we went one year and it was, God, it was great. Like it, it freaks me out thinking about it. And then I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like why that event went away. But I mean, someone told me the Coliseum when they have the Olympics there in a few years, that it's, yeah. the track's going to be elevated. And, and I don't know oh, yeah, if that's true like or not. That, yeah. I felt like somebody else told me that. Yeah. Maybe you and I were talking about it, but old school of San Diego and we'll get we'll get messages on this over the next couple of days, but if you went there, and I'm talking about early '80s, I, I mean, I feel like it was on the cover of Sports Illustrated one time when that really meant something. Um, shit, man, that was that was one of the events that you look forward to, and people wanted that's cool. Yeah, people wanted to perform there, like like winning down yeah. there and being part of that. Uh, that was that was a big accomplishment. Shit, yeah. I remember, I just, I guess maybe because I was pretty young and don't remember everybody, but I know Eamon Coughlin was here, came from Ireland. I know Steve Scott, local guy, would have been part of it. But yeah, if you were, if you went to that Sunkiss track thing in San Diego, that, I mean, Ollie Norton, people look at 73 when Ken Norton broke his jaw at the sports arena. I mean, there's some pretty, as much as yeah. we fuck with that building and, do those kind of things, you know, magic playing there, right? Yeah. Jordan played there. A lot of guys played there. Um, yeah. When that building goes away, man, there, a lot of shit happened under that roof. Pretty cool place. Who would have thought that the sports win is going to last longer than Qualcomm stadium or SDCCU? Well, like what I saw and we, you saw the news the other day that they now have the construction firm or they've got the people that are going to build that shit. Yeah. They're same saying, ones at Dipeco park, right? Yeah. I mean, the goal is to put the shovel in the ground in 2020. That I I think 2020, if we have those two things kind of going simultaneously, where you have the Padres, really 2020 is going to be a big year. And if you have that going and they actually get construction going, shit, Dave, I, I feel like our whole sports culture will change. Hope so. Like I'm really holding out hope that that happens. And and I'll tell you the other thing too is I didn't like the soccer city plan at all, Yeah. but I hope that the Aztecs, if they get that thing in the ground, I hope they find a way to get MLS here because driving down Figueroa yesterday, driving by that bank of California stadium, which is like the craziest improvement from what the old LA sports arena is. To what that place looks like. My kids and I said it yesterday. I go, I'm I am not a soccer guy. I wanna go to I wanna go yeah. see a game in yeah. there. Everyone says it's great. Yeah. And and 
whoever they're playing, like just go Will Ferrell and all yeah. those guys owning that team. But I, I hope that comes here, man. But yeah, I would think 2020, if the pods continue going the way they're going, but if they, if that timeline that they're looking at really works, I think that would be a win that, that this community would desperately need and will take it. And uh, yeah, it'd be a huge step in getting us out of this hole. How crazy would it be that the Padres finally make the playoffs and then the field gets all jacked up because San Diego State's playing football on at Petco Park? Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, finally. It'd be like, fuck, we finally make the playoffs and now we got to share fuck. this fucking ballpark with the football team that's jacking it up. Uh, unbelievable. And then uh, one other thing that I heard uh, today, hearing that the Raiders are really struggling cash flow-wise. And I heard that there's major questions around the league about the Chargers. Yeah. But that the Chargers continue to say, well, let's see what happens when we get into the, the stadium. But pretty ironic as I was driving down yesterday, I come by that patch of land in Carson where Dean and Mark Davis kind of had their vision. Dave, I think Jerry Jones saw this coming because the two teams that wanted to go together are struggling yeah. big time financially. And I think Jerry Jones and others in that league saw it and said, we're not fucking letting these two guys run L.A. Exactly. into the ground. That's why Stan Kroenke's in L.A. Yeah. But already you're hearing, man, there is major, major concerns with the Raiders and cash flow, mm. whether or not they'll be able to do anything in free agency, whether or not they have the money to go get Antonio Brown is a huge question mark. And then, uh, and then, what happens with the uh, Chargers moving forward? Well, you wonder by just by what you said, because the talk is the Raiders are doing whatever they can to get Kyler Murray. Yeah, that you get rid of uh, Derek Carr's huge contract. You know, think of think about it. I mean, that's a huge cash break for the Raiders to have to pay a rookie contract compared to the hundred million dollars they promised Carr. Yeah, yeah. God damn. So, anyways, like I said, it, it's just it, I don't think. Uh, and I don't think this will come to any shock for any of you that continue to hate the Chargers. Um, talking to people, a couple of people today that I just I trust. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's huge huge concerns about. Hey, okay. That. Here's a question I'll throw at you because I know someone will use it on sports radio. If uh, the Chargers are, are sold, let's say Dean's no longer the owner in five years, mm -hmm. do Charger fans in San Diego become Charger fans again? I I'm not a Charger fan, so I can't yeah. answer that. If he was out, if he's you out, go back to that team. Do you go back to that team if Dean's out? I think it gives people an opening to say, okay, I missed the NFL. I'm not supporting Dean. I can go back. Well, how about if I, I'll expand it out a little bit more for you? So let's say he sells, right? And we'll just use hypothetically a guy like Steve Ballmer. High energy guy buys that team. And Steve Ballmer says to the city of San Diego, We'd like to play one exhibition game a year at that new San Diego State Stadium. Yeah, I don't know if the NFL what they would say. If they you know? said, you know, we want to come down and we just want to, we just want to tell you we we appreciate the history, we appreciate what you meant for this. I mean, team. That makes sense what you just said, but does is the NFL stubborn enough to say we aren't going to even throw San Diego that bone? I don't know. I don't know if they would, but but I just Dave, I I can't answer it because I'm not a Charger fan. But if he sold it. Would you go back to them? Could you go back and, and if that stink was off the team? I think a lot of people justify that in their mind if I can go back. Yeah, the only thing is by five years, a lot of the guys that you connected with are going to be gone from the team, right? Yeah, Rivers is absolutely. gone. 
Gates is gone. I don't know how many of you felt like he had a connection with Joey Bosa for for basically one year. Um, I don't know how many of these other guys you'd have, but yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I I can't I can't answer it. But yeah, I'd like to know what other people said. There you go. All right, so we'll be back on uh, Sunday night, next show. Yep, we uh, hope to have John Connick from Mad Friars with us. We'll let you know fact from fiction with these guys who they are. Till then, follow us on social media at Dave Palais, at Jeff Dotseth, and uh, yeah, we'll see you Sunday night. All right. Times have changed and times are strange. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home Time's gone by, it seems to be You could have been a better friend to me Mama, I'm coming home You took me in and you drove me out Yeah, you had me hypnotized Lost and found and turned I could be wrong It hurts so bad It's been so long Mama, I'm coming home Selfish love, yeah, we're both alone Right before the fall, yeah But I'm gonna take this heart of stone I just got to have it all I've seen your face a hundred times Every day we've been apart I don't care about the sunshine, yeah Cause my Every day we